going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 210, when today we're talking about The Marksman and Outside the Wire from Netflix. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. And it's me, Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. What is going on, gentlemen? How are you? How was your week? It's uh, cold here. Yeah. Uh, my, my week was all right. Visited family a lot, so. There you go. Always a good week to visit family. Uh, what about you, Roger? What did you get into? Work. I got really drunk last night and played a lot of Beat Saber, though. There you go. That was pretty awesome. There you go. <laughs> good for you, man. Wait, are you, are you still like you, you said you were really good at that? Like, really I am good really, at really good at Beat Saber. That's that's odd, but yes. Cool, though. Do you measure this like against like your family and friends, or totally online leaderboards? Online leaderboard stuff. Yeah. Right. Yes, All I right. have I have multiple scores where with the level of difficulty I'm playing, I'm playing it steady hard right now, working through expert. That I'm in the top 500 in most scores. Okay. So, right. yes, I'm That's becoming good. quite impressive. When I was very intoxicated last night, I full combo the song oh, and, right. and got a superstar rating. My man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I flexed on a 14 year old kid who was playing in the same group chat as me. That's, What's up, that's son? Right. That's what I told him. I said, get on my level, son. I want to, I want to get five years older than that kid. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself pretty hard here, but uh, in college we were playing Guitar Hero mm. in the dorm. Oh, like, wow. the, yeah, and a uh, guy walked in. He was hammered. Picked up the guitar, just just like didn't miss a note, like on the hardest setting. And he's like, "Please, ins- don't don't insult me." And then walked out of the room. <laughs> he was so drunk. <laughs> but he was super drunk. That was hilarious. I was regret. I, I regretted this morning. Yeah, you know, getting all sweaty and drunk. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I did last night. There you go. It's not all sadness. <laughs> Some of it was. Right. Well, you guys happy? We're yelling story? at the child was regrettable. <laughs> I do not regret it though. No. <laughs> well, we're we're finally moving into spring. I mean, by default of being in the in, into the new year. No, nah, it was colder here this week than it has been in months. Yeah, it was cold. Oh, really? It was like fourteen degrees this morning. <laughs> it was cold. Oh. Uh, here it's like a constant, you know, somewhere between 45 and 50 for the past no, week. Oh, Grayson, it's so bad here. Oh. I know, so terrible on the sunny beach. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? All right, gentlemen, we have some stuff to talk about today. This is episode 210 of For Love Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week we start with the box office, Move into our new our new segment. What's streaming? Curtain upcoming releases. Talk about some trailers and talk about the movies of the week. We are happy to talk about this week. Let's look at the box office. What do you guys think took number one? Marksman. It's a relatively somber week in the in the box office. The Marksman bringing in two million, bringing its worldwide totals to just six, which is pretty decent for one week. I mean, that's actually better than most movies did last year for the one week in the theater of COVID. So. That's, all, that's so, not a bad thing. So I'm going to interrupt your story or your stuff for a second and talk about my experience going to the Marksman this week. <laughs> so went to the Friday night show of the Marksman. Okay. I also went to the Saturday night show of the Marksman because movie started at 7, 7 o'clock sharp. You know, previews start rolling, munching my popcorn, drinking my drink. Me and my wife, there are four people in the theater. Me and my wife are two of them. Okay. Awesome. Love it. It's great. Yeah. Literally 
three minutes into the actual movie, the fire alarm begins to go oh, off. Oh, no. And if you ever experience a fire alarm in a movie theater, um, it's pretty loud, yeah. pretty it's annoying. It's obnoxious, yeah. They couldn't get it to go off. There was no fire, obviously. Yeah. Because, you know, I went there on Saturday. <laughs> um but yeah, so I got free passes to come again on Saturday. Right. After like 15 minutes waiting around, they're like, we're just, we're just going to call it. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I left. What, I mean, did you, did they refund your uh, concessions as well? No, I took my bag of popcorn with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking this. No, I had it. I had it in my hand. I was just standing in the lobby. I mean, just walking, took it out to my car, took it home. <laughs> That that happens at that uh, particular theater quite a bit, like like once a month at least. That fire alarm goes off. Well, I mean, the thing is with that is I've you know obviously I've been around movie theaters for a long time, so I knew exactly what was happening when it happened. I'm just like, ooh, this isn't good. But you know, it was kind of funny at you know the seven o'clock show on a Friday when they emptied out all the theaters. There were a total of like thirty seven people <laughs> between all <laughs> the theaters. Well, that's, 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 no, I doubt so good. I mean, listen, there was somebody running around who was losing their mind that the fire alarm was going <laughs> off. An employee, I mean, yeah. 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 So was it a, was it a guy? Was it was it a guy? Yeah, it was. I I, I, know, I know who it was. He always loses his mind. Um, I went yeah. to Got a new theater. Oh, I went to a new theater in South Carolina. I drove down there. Um, this big used to be a Carmike, uh, massive Carmike, like twenty seven auditoriums, um, huge. Like just one, just one long hallway. And just imagine that, Roger. So just imagine, like our remember our, um, our marquee, we had two separate hallways, and Willie Willie had fourteen auditoriums. So imagine another like both those hallways combined, and then another, and then another third added on to that. Just a long hallway of theaters. That's crazy. Which was kind of cool though, but. Uh, it was very. It was actually one of the cleanest theaters I've ever been in. Uh, this floor was spotless. Um, well, I mean, if you nice. if you keep it clean, it's easy to stay clean. It's when they get dirty, it's really hard to to undirty yeah. it. Yeah. But I but I, I did notice how clean it was, and I asked them how long they'd been there, and they said it opened in like the eighties or something. I'm like, wow, good, good for you guys, dang. Yeah. Good. Uh, so that's my Chris. Did you go to the local AMC? I take it. No, I went up to Marquee at the Highlands. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, you, I, you... I, I prefer their theater, to be honest. I mean, I do. I, I will take advantage of the AMC Pass whenever that starts rolling again for uh, for me on my end. But I like uh, Marquis Theater a little bit more, so, unless I can see it in Big D. That's the only thing. Only thing that brings me to the AMC Theater. Saw well, I mean, it's a... the Big D. Did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean you saw the long Chevy commercial in, in Big D? Listen, I don't know how well this speaks for for the for Chevy with all the crap that goes on with this truck, but it's fine. Uh, well, we're gonna get into that. All right, number two, The Crudes, A New Age, if you'll notice, has beat out Wonder Woman, bringing in one point eight million. It's worldwide total one hundred and thirty nine. Number three, One Woman bringing one point six worldwide to one four. It still hasn't hit one fifty yet. Wait, 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 wait. The Crudes outperformed Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, outperformed, but still it's still to watch Wonder Woman at this point. That's a good point, though. Okay, it's got a much lower uh, box. Well, not much lower. It's got ten million less box office, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, News of the World eight hundred and ten k, bringing it to just under ten million nine point six. And number five, Monster Hunter, <clears throat> still holding strong, but there's really nothing else to dethrone it at this point. Uh, Eighteen million worldwide, so that far exceeds Roger. I think what you thought it was going to do. I, I, I think. 
care. I said we're cap around 15, 11 to 15, so. All right. That's a, I mean, there's no real changes in the box office. I don't think anyone really expected it. I mean, we are, we're in a very slow – we're in a very slow period of the year for movies when things aren't crazy in Well, you know what's messed up is honestly with all the movies that got pushed back and, you know, we could be having a stacked January. <laughs> we're still not because they keep pushing things back again. Well, because nothing's getting better. It's just getting I see they push Bond again. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder what do you what do you think the what do you think the odds of some streaming service biting the bullet and paying the whatever the obscene price of like six hundred million for that movie? I mean, I just think at this point, why? <laughs> why, why even do it? I don't I mean, know. Streaming services have all the power right now. I don't see them biting any bullets. I think they're gonna buy that movie when it's when it's way cheaper, or just let it run its course. I mean, that's always a possibility. I don't I don't know how that's really gonna play out, but. Um, I, there have been, I was reading some articles saying that these are the early warning signs of nothing's getting better and theaters are going to do another year of barely having any kind of box office. Like, oh, I don't think theaters can, I don't think, do you think AMC would survive in a, a, another year of this? AMC can't survive another year of this, I don't think. It's, well, they just have to take on an investor. Some, well, some, well, some will have to happen. They'd have to, yeah. they have to sell, sell out their own shares and then make room for someone else to come yeah. in put money into the company but in then their current form no they won't no it. no 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 there seemed to be like four or five people working at the theater that i was at when there were 45 people there which <laughs> knowing that i can functionally i could functionally run a theater with hundreds of people there with three people on staff yeah. myself manager, being one of them man manager box office and concession yeah you could, you could yep. easily do that you could do it uh, and i could do it too because i mean you will i mean now a lot of Concession stands sell tickets as well to say yes. Um, there's no independent box office thing mm-hmm. there, so. All right. Well, that's. I just think it's gonna. I just. I was. I was in a very bad mood when I read that article on Friday. It really killed my Friday because I'm like, oh my goodness, please don't be the thing. But it is. I let's just you know, positive vibes. Positive vibes going going into this. Let's hope that's not the case. Let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Netflix and some movies. I thought. We start with a uh, a Liam Neeson movie, Unknown, just came to, to Netflix by director Joam Colette Harris. Uh, it is Liam Neeson, Diane Kruger, January Jones, Aiden Quinn. A man wakes up from his coma after an accident only to discover that no one believes who he is or what he's doing there. Uh, from, two, from 2011. Uh, that's just another of these, you know, what is now almost an annual Liam Neeson movie, which, look, I'm okay with being annually. I don't know how, how you guys feel about that, but I am okay with it. Uh, the second one, Goodfellas, by director Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci. Story of Henry Hill, as only Martin Scorsese can tell it, 1990, also on Netflix. And Homefront, by director Gary Fletter, Jason Statham, James Franco, Winona, Winona Ryder, Kate Bosworth, and Clancy Brown. This is like the third week that a movie we featured has had Clancy Brown in it. Um, a former DEA agent quits the life and moves him and his daughter to a quiet town in Louisiana only to tangle with the lo- local drug lord. Came out in 2013. All of those are available on Netflix. If you've seen those or haven't, I'm sure you have Netflix. You should check those out. You guys have any thoughts about those three movies? In general? Yeah, you should watch Palm Springs on Hulu. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you guys really? Th- I've been thinking about this a lot in this past week. Do you guys think Palm Springs le- like has a le- legitimate chance of being Best Picture nominee? No, no, no. But it's awesome. 
You don't think it does? No. Be quiet. Um, well, that, that may be stellar. And I, I mean, I, I don't mean just stellar. I mean, like, phenomenal stellar. So I mean, it, it, It's very good. It just I don't think it'll get the notoriety it deserves. No, but that's a whole, well, then that's, that's a whole different political issue as well. It can just be the funniest movie of the year. That's fine. That's true. All right, let's take a look at some upcoming releases. January 2021 is relatively slow. Uh, we got nothing came out this Friday theatrically. Uh, last Friday was The Marksman. The next thing that comes out theatrically is The Little Things on the 29th. But that's also HBO Max, which is accompanied by St. Maud as well. And that's also the week that Palmer on Apple TV Plus comes out. So that'll be a pretty big week for us. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's just what we're looking at as far as January. February, there's no theatrical release until February 12th. If you'll notice, whatever was before February 12th got pushed back. So February 12th is the first thing. Uh, Barb and Star go to, go to Vista Del Mar. Judas and the Black Messiah, Land and Minari, all theatrical, and HBO Max. Um, and then the 19th has the... Maritinian and Nomad Land, and then February 26th, Tom and Jerry and United States vs. Billy Holiday, which I don't think Tom and Jerry will come out on February 26th in theaters. I really don't. Well, I mean, that's an HBO Max, so it, it might, but... Yeah, it probably will, to be honest. They don't care. If things don't improve, I mean, I, I don't know. And then March is the it, same it's for still, now. It's still Tom and Jerry, so that's whatever. Um, Maybe HBO did do a smart thing with a theatrical and because I mean at least their movies are in theaters and at least they get the credit for putting their movies in theaters when no one else wants to. Sure. Even though it is also HBO Max as well. But so that's what you have to look forward to coming up. I mean man, oh man. I I thought things would be a lot better by this point for whatever's coming out the movie theater, but perhaps I was just wrong. Let's talk about some trailers. What do you guys want to talk about first? We have Godzilla vs. King Kong and The World to Come. It's up to you, buddy. Let's do the world to come first because Godzilla and King Kong, I think, has a better um, conversation. The world to come is uh, directed by uh, Mona Fassvoid. It's got a decent cast. Catherine Waters- Waterston, Vanessa Kirby, who we talked about last week in Pieces of a Woman, Christopher Abbott, Casey Affleck. Um, this is – the description is somewhere along the mid-19th century American East Coast frontier – Two neighboring couples battle hardship and isolation, witnessed by a splendid yet testing landscape, challenging them both physically and psychologically. Now, did you guys get that from the trailer? No. No. <laughs> I did not get that from the trailer. And I watched it. Everything I got from the trailers looks like these ladies are in love. I love love. Love, love in the 19th century East Frontier, which is in love. in love. But it's got a good cast. I mean, I hot love, love, right? Catherine Waterston, Vanessa Kirby, uh, Casey Affleck are all fantastic. Christopher Abbott's good. I mean, it's got a good – I wouldn't say it's an A-level cast, but it's a good cast. Um, man, I just I, – I don't really know what to think about this movie because this movie will come out and vanish without any kind of talk whatsoever. And I do feel bad for the people involved in it because this is probably held for a while. You don't feel like this is Oscar bait? I – well, I mean, it's Oscar bait going to next year. Yeah. Oscar bait for next year, sure. Well, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll probably hear about it again then. I mean, it, 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 did, it did come out officially in 2020, so maybe that's what the push for 2020 was, but who knows? Um, no, so it wouldn't be next year. It would be this year. But, I mean, did you have you heard one person mention the world to come yet? 
No, 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 I didn't hear about it until you posted the uh, trailer. <laughs> nope. I have a movie podcast. That's my point. All right. Godzilla vs. King Kong, the big trailer that actually just dropped very recently. Like this um, afternoon. Is <laughs> slated for March 26th, which is, you know, we're less than two months away. That's an HBO uh, Max or two. Yes, it, it is. is. It is indeed. And they, Adam, they that as an HBO Max. Yeah, I will see that in theaters, though, if I see it. Yeah, oh, especially on. And you got to watch it on one of those big D screens. Yeah, that's a must. That yeah, I'll probably be an AMC for that one. Not the little D screen. Not little D. Big <laughs> uh, D directed only. by Adam Wingert. Biggest. The cast, as you remember, Alexander Skarsgård, Millie, Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall. Um, it, it's a good cast. Kyle Chandler, Damian Blesher, um, Brit, Brian Tyree Henry. It's, it's, it's a good cast. And from the trailer, I'm happy to say it looks like it's continuing whatever story the last movie left us with. Now I say that because yeah. I say that because I mean like they see confused why Godzilla's on a rampage. So yeah, it, it looks like there's some continuity between the three movies at least. On that note though, I'm 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 hoping that they get the um the human element to monster element ratio right because the first movie that was the only problem with it really was how that was so skewed compared to the the second one I thought was a lot more fun to watch, even though it was kind of mindless fun. It's probably a worse movie, though. <laughs> you no, know, probably. No, you're not wrong. But for what? But, I mean, that's that, that's the kind of movie people want out of this, right? You know yeah, what I mean? no, so, for sure. You want you want monster destruction. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping they get that human to monster element ratio right again on this one because the last one felt much much more fun than the first one did. Even though the first one is a good movie. But the the second one had a much better story, though. Like, it had a much more emotional and involved story. At least following our humans, it had a much more involved. And that sacrifice, yeah. sacrifice of Mothra, sorry, spoilers from two years ago. Um, <laughs> Mothra sacrificed to help um, Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, who's uh, Ken Watanabe's ascent up that weird, I've talked about this last week, that weird, like, underwater volcano shrine. Weird temple. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I mean, but, like, what do you, you don't go into a Godzilla vs. King Kong looking for an Oscar winner. Why not? Well, you go in there looking for just, you know, mindless yeah, monster side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what you go in there for. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to this one. I really, the last one did not let me down. So, yeah. I'm hoping this won't either. The trailer for this one has me a little worried for, for some things. I'm but... confused why there's like rap music. In the yeah, so the trailer music was like, weird. You get, right? get a big blast of hip hop while they're fighting each other. Yeah, it almost, so like, that could work in a different movie. I feel like it's really out of place on this trailer. But yeah, I'm not going to be the guy that says you can't have a credible soundtrack for a monster fight. And it that it can't yeah. be hip-hop. Yeah. But man, it doesn't really click the way you think it might. <laughs> Especially in the trailer. It's not there. Yeah. That is, it, a little weird. Little, you know, what, you know what it felt to me, honestly? Hmm. It felt like the scene from the second Pacific Rim where they all just kind of pop up to fight the bigger kaiju together. Yeah. And, like, the music's going in the background. I feel like maybe that's what they're trying to go for. But why? They don't they're know. the better monster movie franchise. Why Why are they playing off of that? Off of those cues? I'd argue that they're not the better monster movie franchise. You don't think? Well, I, I've the seen first Pacific, Pacific Rim, Rim was, was good. It, it's better than either of the two Godzilla movies we've gotten oh. this far. However, the second Pacific Rim movie is a dumpster fire. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know, the first one and the second Godzilla movie, I feel like, are on par for me. And, I, and then, these are kind of like, I, I like these kinds of movies. I mean, the, the first, um, big monster guy. Yeah, okay. So, okay. The first Pacific Rim, that's with Idris Elba, right? Yes. We're, yeah. we're castling the apocalypse. Yeah. 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 He that's, dies in that one, doesn't he? 
Sorry, spoilers from... Jeez. Yeah, he sacrifices himself. Yeah. yeah, like seven years ago. Okay, spoilers from seven years ago. Okay, great. Um, look, we're excited for Godzilla vs. King Kong. I think yeah. that's safe. that is very safe to say. So I'm, I'm worried about one more thing. I do want to mention it because I, okay. I hate it when mm-hmm. trailers do this shit. Um, there's a moment at the very end of the trailer where it's kind of like a reminiscence of, um, of uh, Thanos and Thor and the end of the first Avengers, Avengers movie. And um, we're like... Where like King Kong looks like he's just bringing down the hammer on top of Godzilla, and uh, I hope that isn't the climax of the fight scene that they're just gonna give to us for free in the trailer. I'm gonna be so pissed. What if that's happens. like 15 minutes into the movie? Listen, How then, awesome would that, that be? is perfect. Then, <laughs> yeah, like the, the, yes! whole, the whole tra- the whole trailer is just the first 20 minutes just of the movie. Stark so strong. <laughs> like, we have we got an hour and 30 minutes left. Nice. They've already destroyed three cities. So they had, they had quite a path of destruction in the second movie. I'm going to be irritated, like if, trillions if, of dollars in damage. Yeah. I'm going to be irritated if they get, if they just gave away the uh, the climax of the fight scene in the movie, though, in the goddamn trailer. Well, wh- I mean, why don't I mean? Does that change how excited you are for the movie? Yeah, because I'm just going to wait for that scene the whole time and then not be shocked or awed. But like, like I don't know that that should be the cool that should be the like the coolest part of the movie that you're not ready for. You see it organically in theaters. That that's the, the kind of stuff that gets moviegoers to cheer in the theater. But if you give it away in the in the trailer, you're not you're, you're not pumped about it. You're just waiting for it to happen. It pulls away what that could bring, like you know, in a, at a first time movie watching experience. Yeah, it absolutely hurts. I just I mean, just for me, someone I, I disagree. But I mean, that's just because like I don't. I don't care about spoilers. I, I don't care about trailers. I don't care about any of that stuff. Nothing stops me from wanting to see a movie. So yeah, I don't really care about spoilers much anymore. Spoilers are one thing, but this feels like that could be the climax of the, of the biggest fight scene of the movie. Sure. No, uh-huh. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I understand you. I got it. I understand it. All right. I'll get off my box. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's talk about Outside the Wire first or The Marksman. Doesn't matter to me. Let's oh. talk about Outside the Wire first. Okay. Um, as the Netflix movie. So, Outside the Wire with... Okay, I'm going to save my, my spiel for in a minute. Okay. Directed by Mikhail Hafstrom and uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, Damson Idris, and Emily Beecham, uh, Michael Kelly, came out January 15th. This is a Netflix exclusive. Boy, oh boy, it's an odd one. <laughs> it is a weird one. It's, what kind it's, of movie is this? Bad. Well, I mean, I would call it an. You you're know, correct, <laughs> but I don't think they're going to categorize it as that. It's weird. <laughs> action, definitely action fantasy. Like, is this maybe? sci-fi or fantasy? I mean, I guess sci-fi is probably. I don't know. Futuristic sci-fi action, maybe. Yeah. I don't. Know. It's a, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to give it a give it I a mean, genre. To be honest, so I, I I I created a genre for it. Okay. Knockoff, bad video game knockoff genre. All right, right, because yeah. isn't that what this feels like? Yeah, this is just like what Black Ops three ish feeling um, time frame. You know, I mean, it's it's a thousand different bad video yeah, games. Right? Yeah, yeah. This one's tough, and there's there's just so so I don't know, I don't want to jump right into bashing this movie, but there's so many inconsistencies in character and in story that it well, actually hurts. You see, I, there are some good ideas in this one, though. There's some decent. Sure, there might be something here, yeah, but not what they gave us. <laughs> it's a, but I mean, also how the how they come to meet. It's it's also very strange the setup of. So before we get to that, there, okay. So before the movie starts, 
you know, it kind of sets you. It's in 2037. We're, we're a very futuristic world. There's a problem in, 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 in Europe. You know, the, the U.S. military is involved. The U.S. military is always involved. Um, and then that's kind of where we're sitting. It's kind of, it kind of sets, sets, sets you up, you know, very, you know, special ops soldiers, you know, high tech, high tech gear, um, kind of put you in the, in, in the mindset. And Dan Sam Idris is Harp. He is a gentleman who mans a drone. Uh, he sits in a room, mans a drone, and just, you know, he follows orders, drops bomb where he's supposed to, or until he, he doesn't follow orders. He, well, he, he, he obeys orders until an order he doesn't obey ends up getting two, two men out of a 40 man squad killed. Um, to to men who could have probably, I mean, the whole thing is they maybe have been able to get, they might have been able to be rescued. Who knows? It didn't really happen. And he is reassigned to this other project that turns out to be kind of a weird a weird thing. But the movie setup itself, I'm not sure that I buy it. Um, you know, I, I know disregarding the whole 2037 thing and outside the wire and you know the whole you know machine we have machine soldiers now. That's yeah, what yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what part don't you yeah, buy? Is it like a weird yeah, Terminator thing. cyborg thing? Well, so or... I was going to say this is a better movie than the, than the last Terminator movie. So there's that. Ooh, I, it's it is though. It's close. Well, <laughs> <That's> close. <laughs> I think. I mean, if you factor in every, if, if if you factor in hype, if you factor in what it could have been, this is a this is a way better than Dark Fate. I mean, it's just a knockoff Terminator movie as well. It, I mean, it, you it really is. That. This yeah. isn't. I mean, but it's it's Terminator. It's it's a it's seventeen different movies mashed into one, which is part of the problem because there's some good ideas here. There's some decent things here, which of course, as soon as they went into the whole, you know, human versus non-human and able to make decisions versus not able, like I knew, I, I first thing that came to mind was of course Terminator. You know, one of my great loves in cinematic life is Terminator. Um, again, but they didn't. There's not really there's like a, a moment where they start talking about choice versus you know free free will versus choice orders versus you know choosing to not follow them and they had set it up but then they really I mean that's part of where the film goes but not that's the story I would have gone with and well they, they try to set it up that he's able to act in for like self preservation and outside his box of normal of normal operating things if it's going to benefit the mission or, you know, his self-preservation, right? Mm -hmm. So he explains all, all this to him, but then they don't really do it. Yeah. Like, he's just like, because you're here, this is happening. And we're like, whoa, 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 he's just in a truck. They're just <laughs> driving somewhere. <laughs> yep. Like, you can't tell somebody this after the fact well, and not do it. Well, and they, they thought about, like, this whole outside of the, you know, outside the box thing in certain situations, you know, if, you know, if blah, blah, blah. But then, then they just remove his self his fail safe anyway, so what does it matter? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So he he's he should be he's free to just do what he wants now anyway. Turns out none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got no rules and can do what he wants. And there's even character inconsistencies in this, and that's what drove me the most nuts. So like, you know, we have our cold calculating drone pilot, right? Who's picked for this not picked, but is being punished because of his coldness and his calcul and being calculating over, you know, what the, what the good of the mission is instead of, you know, the lives of other soldiers. But then he gives a crap about some Russian sniper that, all, that just tried to kill them, kill a whole bunch of innocent people, but he's concerned that the guy's still alive and going to get murdered by a mob. Like, so, what? like, why is this guy not care about his own people, but then cares about someone who just tried to kill him more? It just, it just seems like it's so up and down on, on like, you know, like what this character's actual purposes how he's supposed to feel it it, it pulled me right out well you out. Know what? that's i mean i agree with you on that and um the whole victor Kobel thing i i mean if he didn't <laughs> exist this, 
this movie didn't doesn't change much if he didn't exist as a character. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like one of those like why is he even in this when you when you break it down, you don't even need him as a character. He didn't the plot didn't move much when he became involved except where it was already going. You don't you even know? need a Victor Cope. No. Victor Coble could have been nobody. Yep. And I would have believed it, actually. <laughs> if he would have been something that he made up. Yes. Right? Like yeah. what that's a better that, story. That's a better movie. <laughs> it's a better movie. Well, like and like and that's a better review, that's a better moment, because like they show up at the like, like he's Victor Coble. He's like, you know, there is no Victor yeah, Coble. That's, that's better right there. Yeah. Like, cheesiness is better. But the AI made up Victor Coble because <laughs> it needed a fall guy. Yeah, right. Well, well, I, I was the story. I was I was looking. I mean, I I thought there was going to be someone from the U.S. military, or it might have been the U.S. military invented this guy to you know like you know we invented WMDs. No, <laughs> these these no. movies do this stuff all the time. We're like we're like, like like they paint the story and then they try to try to trick you into thinking that that the U.S. military is the bad guy the whole time, make it seem like it's going to be the last second. Then the U.S. military turns around and isn't the bad guy. Like this isn't the first time I've seen this in these kinds of movies either. This it's just it's just a tough movie to watch, and the action scenes aren't even that good. They're decent. Well, they're, well, no. The thing about them, the action scenes is they are incredibly generic. Well, you know, no, hold on. There is one good action scene in this movie when they're having the uh, the gumps, the Russian gumps versus the the United States ones, where uh, they're outside, outside the, the building. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like when the Russian ones are like. Yeah, like strategically yeah. positioned, like with the yeah. the big caliber rifle. Well, I was yeah. like, yes, good. But yet they get wasted. Yeah, of course they do. Because <laughs> America? Or... Yeah, America. Yeah. Well, so I have another question. This is the middle of a war zone, right? Mm-hmm. This is, like, this place is just ravaged, right? Yeah. Why the hell are, those pe- are these people working in a bank? Because it's a bank and it's important. <laughs> and this is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all these people are working in a bank. <laughs> Who's going to this bank? What's happening? Why is this happening? Well, no, there's a lot of things that don't make any sense here. Um, but I mean, I'm trying to just view this as, you know, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, viewing it as just a Netflix movie, you know, an action, a sci-fi, an adventure, whatever you want to call it. It's I'm trying to get inside the head here. Of, but going back to what I said about there's some interesting ideas here. Um, the whole thing about that, because in, in, in the end, I'm not going to spoil it. There are two different parties that see both sides of it as saving the world. And I kind of thought that was interesting too, as our, you know, Anthony Mackie is Lee and Anthony Mackie is, I think by far the best thing about this movie. Um, I mean, he's, he's jacked. Yeah. He's jacked. <laughs> um, I, there's, he, his character sees things one way. And then like the whole thing with Harp's arc, I'm not sure that when, where Harp starts, where he ends Such up. A generic. Well, it's not only a generic character. Not, not only is it generic, but it doesn't. I don't think the guy that we were introduced to would have would would have gotten to that other end of the arc. Does, does that make sense? Maybe I'm just me, but I, I, I I'm usually the one that likes to give the benefit of the doubt here and say, "Oh yeah, that guy could have done that." And I'm just not just just you know when I'm watching all these red flags are popping up, I'm like, "Why do I have these red flags pop up?" But I mean, that's you know what you know what a better movie. I mean, just you know, go watch what's the um. What's the the live die repeat movie? What is yeah, that? Yeah, tomorrow. One yeah. of my favorite sci-fi movies. I love that movie. I That's like actually, I just had somebody because we were talking about <laughs> outside the wire, and I was like, you should watch Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. It's a much better movie. Yep. 
because uh, it is. Give me Edge of Tomorrow too, any day now. Thank you. Well, no, Edge of, but Edge of Tomorrow is a nine or a ten. But like, that's a phenomenal and stellarly made movie. And also, but like, I was also thinking, of course, because of you know, Extraction on Netflix is a much better movie than this in the same genre. Yeah, probably Extraction. so. So like, Extraction and that other one with uh, with uh, Ben Affleck in it. Those were like the earlier like earlier movies. Triple Frontier, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Those okay. were the earlier Netflix original movies that we watched. No, 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 no. Extraction was just Extraction was it was like. Four months ago. No. No, it was, no, it was not. Sorry. It was like at the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> almost a year ago. Yeah. But like, like, those, yeah. Those are some quality movies on Netflix. Well, those are big budget movies. They are. This. Well, here's the thing. I don't feel like this one is a big budget movie. Maybe not. I think they got a big actor in Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anthony Mackie, I mean. Mm-hmm. But calling Sam Wilson. <laughs> How do you call Sam Wilson? <laughs> but with having him. But other than that, there's nobody else in this movie. Yeah. Not really, right? Uh, a couple, like two people that I recognize. There's nobody above a B list uh, yeah, in this fair. movie. Listen, there's people you know yeah. in this movie, sure. Nobody's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and like this movie's got some weird, like, camera cut decisions, too. Did you notice in the, um, like, when the, uh, the supply truck scene, when, like, before they actually get in, like, that fight in that, like, that valley? I assume I didn't pay that much attention to most of this movie. Okay, well, <laughs> here's the thing. Here, I did. So, here's the thing. They do this weird, like, like, before anything goes wrong, they do this weird, like, cut to harp and he's like looking around at both like at like the fact that they're in like this like this valley of two buildings like like they're vulnerable and like he's like kind of panicked about it but then like the whole scene with the truck happens when there's no fighting he's just behind behind the 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 car hanging out and then later on a gunfight breaks out but then like cuts back to it like well like he's worried and he's trying to warn anybody it just shows that he's nervous and then something yeah okay yeah yeah. what the heck it just it just didn't make any sense. You didn't even need those shots. You could have just shaved some movements, some seconds off the movie. Would have been great. So let me ask you guys a, a question that I considered many times in this movie. Never got a conclusive answer on. All right. Okay. So obviously he's a robot. They don't hide it. Cyborg, whatever. How whatever you want to refer to him. AI, I guess, is his technical term. For a while, I was thinking he was communicating with the other robots, mm-hmm. like the gumps and the okay. satellites and the drones. I don't think he ever was, per se. I think if he was, it could have been a better movie. <laughs> Another you know, like, remember, remember the, like, towards the beginning when, like, they're picking on the gump? Like, yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. And, yeah, and, like, if he had made that gump, like, smack that dude, yeah. wouldn't you be like, that's hilarious? <laughs> like, that could have been better. Yeah. But he doesn't communicate with him. You know, he should be able to, like, you telling me the most advanced thing we've ever designed can't talk to the other robot soldier? Can't can't Bluetooth connect to the other right, robots? Yeah, like, airdrop me some files, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's like, go. That scene like it does this awkward thing where it's like it's like you know don't be a, don't you know don't give into robotism you know and like it like but nothing comes of it like no he, like it would even robots are going to take our jobs like they take time. <laughs> <laughs> They take time to show you this scene to make this point for a second, this statement, and nothing else happens in there. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> but, like, why do that scene? Like, you know, he, he should have made the soldier apologize to the robot. That would have been hilarious. Apologize to that man. <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> that would have been good, but no. Well, that, that would have been a way to show, I mean, Mackie's character, that would have been a way to show that he was really in charge. I mean, well, it, it's authority, right? Well, and yeah. he's at least more connected to the robot soldiers than the human soldiers are, because yeah. at least that makes sense. Yeah, 
Like, you don't have to care about them, but like, hey, dude, that thing costs $40 million. Yeah. Did you How notice, are you doing? Did you notice that that was the one that, that shot first in the truck? Yes. In the truck exchange? I thought that was fun. <laughs> Um, so, you yeah, look hit on a lot of big points, though. Pulls out the grenade launcher, just like, <laughs> like straight out of Call of Duty, yep. Metal War Machine. <laughs> so you 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 hit a good you hit a good points here of how it, like this this movie is a jack of better. This, this movie's a jack of ton of trades, is master of none, and only because like it approaches so many different. Okay, that's kind of a cool idea, and then never comes to play any of them out except yeah, for... Yeah, there, there are cool beginnings of things and never a real ending of anything. Like, the actual well, ending of this movie... Whoa, whoa. I hated every scene Yikes. that involved them driving, whether it was together or separate. Every scene where, where they're driving a vehicle. It was just a terrible, terrible dialogue. And I, I hated how they kept saying this one. They kept butchering... I don't butcher, but I guess not have a better way to say it of, I have the ability to break the rules. Well, then do yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, they explain it to him, and then they, and then they explain that everything that they've done to this point has broken the rules that minutes ago didn't exist. <laughs> Just say it once, show it a couple times, you know what, and let it go. You know what movie, also movie came to my mind just because it, it did? And uh, Roger, you may, Chris, I'm willing to bet you haven't seen it. Roger, I think you have seen it. Remember, do you remember Stealth? Oh, yeah. That movie with sucks. The, like, it's bad. The, with the with the the Eddie the the self aware plane that yeah, ends up like, but like the whole thing is Jamie Foxx is right real oh, bad, bad it's real bad but here's the thing this movie is pretty much stealth but I mean, no, I mean is, listen in this movie's defense stealth is way worse and for some reason the ending is better the ending the is and stealth loved Incubus and never made yeah. any sense to me. Well, that was because of the, the time. That was of the time, you know, who was popular. But um, that, but the, the whole thing with he, you know, the robot, you know, learns learns what is important in a soldier, and then ends up making the ultimate sacrifice. I thought was where this movie was going to go. I guess that's spoiler in a weird way how it doesn't. But I mean that, and even when you have you know these these movies like even Terminator Salvation, for as bad and disappointing a movie that was, you know, the whole thing with. Marcus being able to understand he's a Terminator and understand that he he's ruled by a CPU, but he can also make decisions. He, you know, that's that, that his thing is that's what he's different for. And in the end, he you know he you know the 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 the, the whole dialogue about the power of the human. What's the what's the difference between man and machine? It's the power of the human heart. You know the the ability to love to to want to fight for people that you want to keep safe. And that like for as bad a movie as that is, like that's done better than this movie only because. That was one plot line that they stuck with in the very beginning, and they kept driving home in Salvation. You know what I mean? Like that's so. I mean, for as bad as we regard Salvation, I think Salvation's a better movie than 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 this. I mean, am I wrong? And that's a. I think for me, that's one of the direct comparisons. Salvation's pretty terrible. I don't. I I have a hard time saying it's any better than this movie. Because I mean, I think this. I mean, I think Dark Fate's better than this movie. That's fair. Okay, that's so, fair. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm trying to think of movies that involve you know AI making decisions. What about what was that movie with Will Smith and the I, um, fantastic movie? That's uh, what, what was it? What was the name of that movie? I Robot. Oh, I, I Robot. That was also fantastic. very. You know, we we, we were we were supposed to be yeah. You know, we were we were supposed to get a trilogy. I mean, we never got the first one. Didn't it? it in my mind, it sucked and it didn't make any money. That's why we didn't get two, two more. Yeah. Um, but that's unfortunate because the ending was one of those cliffhanger endings like, okay, if I don't get a second one, I'm going to be pissed. Um, but like this, 
now let me ask you this do you think watching this movie do you think they intended like there was some point that they intended to franchise this no I don't to, know at least to make a sequel maybe no because i think if they were intending that it doesn't end the way that it ends no i i, I agree with you which which brings the next inevitable question is do you think there's more endings to this shot that they didn't know god i hope not if there's also, other endings, the, the other endings have to be better than this one well but like here's the thing with netflix is we'll never know because there's, there's never going to be a dvd release with all the you know you know um other endings that could have been, there's never going to be those alternate endings. So we'll never know. Will we? I mean, Netflix released it one way. They're, they're not, I mean, does Netflix one yeah. day start? Putting I don't know. Directors That'd be interesting. If Netflix is like, we have director's cuts of these movies. You want to see some? And the answer I think is, that's, I think that's, their next, yeah, sure. I think that's their next evolution. Netflix's next evolution. They're going to pull out is here's an alternate cut. We think it's a little better. Check it out for free. You know what I mean? I, that's what that'd be a cool way to, for Netflix to go. But I don't think there's a whole lot you can do to make this movie, you know, even maybe one number better. Two is pushing it. Two numbers better than what we're going to, than what I'm going to give it anyway. But it'd be hard to make this because this movie is so interwovenly bad. Does, it, does that make sense? I mean, it's, this movie tries so hard to be a lot of things and never does any of it. Yeah. I mean, listen, at the heart of this movie, there's blown up action. So, I mean, there is that. Yeah. So there's going to be people out there that are like, oh, you're watching, you know, robots and drones and, you know, banks blowing up. Okay, sure, fine. Somebody loves that. This is not good. Somebody loves that. No, listen, I, there are some times where I watch a movie just because I know explosions. You know what I mean? As generic to the core is, listen, things are going to get blown up. I'm not going to care about anything. Yeah, this movie tries too hard to make me care about stuff that I don't care about, and they do a really bad job of explaining why I should care about it. So at the heart of this movie, explosions. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it, I'll rate it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just want to say one one more thing. I mean, the, yeah. the whole the better story to this is you know because they because they pitted the two characters for each other. You know, um, Mackie's character is a very he's he's an artificial intelligence. Um, I don't remember. Did was was he a human that they made into one? Or was no, he, he was fully created. They said built, built straight up from the ground up. And then the other guy, he um, Harp, um, he is hundred percent human. And like I thought for sure, okay, this movie's going to hammer down on what it's like to be a machine and a human on the same mission. What what decisions are they're going to make and how differently they're going to see emotional and ethical decisions, which they set up from the beginning and they never go there. Well, no, they, Harp, yeah, they do Harp. go there, just not in a way that that like doubles down on on they you know they they try to make this movie like a huge action movie, but they also try try to try to make it at times this hugely emotional thing, and like it just never succeeds in anything it's trying to do. Yeah, no, Harp was just so, a scared fish out of water the whole time until the very end he became a badass and beat beat a robot. But I I never liked as a character. I never liked Harp. I, I just amazing. Like once he got kitted out for it with some incendiary rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big bad man got a kill streak. <laughs> Someone is real tough. Ugh. I just, I just think for a main character, he's not Harp's not interesting at all. You know, I just no, he's, he's, he's very generic. But also, something, most of this movie is very generic. Also, something I thought they were going to expand on was why he made that decision he did in the beginning to set off this all this chain of events, and they they give it like a hand wave one sentence explanation and then move on from it. I'm like, um, what country are they in? 
They're in, uh, they're in like Ukraine, in, area. like like Eastern Europe, like yeah. Eastern old, so you know, Eastern yeah. Bloc, Central yeah. Europe, something like that. Yeah, Russia wants to take over Ukraine. Is basically, what the story is close to close to Russian territory for sure. But I mean, yeah, I mean, so let's move to score this bad boy. I'll go first. All right, four done. That's what I. I'll, Actually, I'll do... Go ahead. No, four. I was gonna go lower. Four, four, fine. <laughs> okay, I'll go lower. It's a three. <laughs> This is a three for me. This is not a good movie. This is not a fun watch. There's so there, it's just not good. It's not good. Three. I was I was just gonna go straight four. I mean, I I I wanted to give it a three, but I I had to. I always sit down and think about. It. I I I put three numbers on a piece of paper, and I like can I argue one way? And I this one took me twenty five minutes to arrive at four. But no, it took me about fourteen seconds. Actually, it took me twenty five minutes of a movie to arrive at a four. <laughs> Because, I mean, I can never. If someone's like, "Give me a good Netflix original," I I, I will never re- recommend Outside the Wire. But if someone's like, "Hey, do you have a, do you have a good Netflix original with um, do you have a good Netflix original that, that that deals with cyborg life, Anthony Mackie, and the U.S. U.S. military?" I'm like, "Well, there's only one choice." So, <laughs> there's one movie. That I got a that. very that's a very specific question to ask. So yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, otherwise, this movie this movie has promise though. Like there were. At some point, there was a movie here, and then it's just not. Yeah. All right, so that that's really sad that we. I mean, I thought you guys were going to score us a tad higher. I don't know why, but I was always going to be in the three to four range. Do it this way, Grayson. If you don't score it high, we're probably not going to score it high. I mean, that's a good point. You're the one who tends to overscore things. Well, but this movie comes in with six and a half on movies that are good too. But this movie didn't have anything that like that didn't do anything that I look. You know, I look for those grand sacrifices and you know those like gestures of protecting people and you know finally characters on understanding things in one another and we just didn't have any of that. But the story they gave us required all three of those things, and we didn't get any of them. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing. I'm, I'm baffled at how we didn't get those. But that's my form. Anyway, so moving on to Liam Neeson, who is now 10,000 years old, the marksman. He looks really old in this movie, he right? Does, he walks like an old man in this oh, movie. He's got that weird old man, like, like wobble walk. Like, he really, I was gonna, I'm glad you said that. I was going to say the, the old man walk. Yeah, yeah he, his, his legs are super stiff. You know what else he has? He's got the old man's superpower of just instantly falling asleep. <laughs> like, instantly. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's not sleep in the end. I don't think it is anyway. Anyway, so. No, 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 I don't mean in the end. I mean when, like, he, they leave the restaurant. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. He's gone for, like, well, what? The kid went to take a piss. He comes out and he's just. Passed out in the truck. Grandma's got a problem with sauce too, though. Sure, well, yeah. He, he also drank like he yeah. He hasn't really been drinking. All right, let's <laughs> okay. That he wasn't drinking. Yeah, he was drinking. No, because remember he went through the grocery store and he like picked up the bottle and like set it back down. At the very end of the movie, he stopped. Was that, no, no, he was no. After that, after that, whatever. In, in, in the restaurant, he definitely put back like five bourbons. Yeah, yeah absolutely perfect. All yeah. right. <laughs> Let me ask you: How many times have you have you bought the uh, the gas station loaf of bread? You know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I've probably bought as many gas station loaves of bread as I have bought like the generic knockoff alcohol from the gas station, though. Okay. Because listen, you don't buy liquor from a gas station no, normally, no. especially in this state, because that's what you're getting. Like the this is the pop off wino vodka. Oh. Yeah, this comes in a plastic bottle, so when you fall down with it, yep. you don't break yourself. Don't break it. <laughs> yourself you know what you know what else you don't buy from gas stations sushi sushi <laughs> i have this great i have this really quick great sushi story 
years ago, my brother and I were coming home and we, we stopped and Cameron, my brother bought sushi from a gas station. And, no, it's not a good yeah, movie. No. no his, hey, uh, approximately where did this happen? It was somewhere in Ohio. See, there there is no ocean near Ohio. <laughs> no, that's, 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 like, that's my point. I am no buying sushi from a sushi restaurant. <laughs> so we were we got home and within twenty minutes of getting home, his head was over the his head was over the toilet bowl, and my dad's like, "What did we learn today?" <laughs> and um, I he, wish I was dead. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, "Don't buy sushi from a gas station. Never, never no. buy sushi from a gas station. How dumb are you, people?" You know, you people as his his children, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, the the marksman directed by Robert Lorenz. Um, okay, we have Miguel is Jacob Perez, obviously Liam Neeson, badass, but he's less of a badass in this movie. But now he's more. It's funny in the movie where he's the marksman. You know, we don't get a whole lot of his marksman back. Yeah, don't, don't even get me started on. He's not a very good shot most of the time. Nor is he a good judge. Of, matters, right? Nor, nor is he a good judge of. No, I didn't want to, this. This that made me so fucking mad. Is you're, yeah. you're trying to sell to me the movie called The Marksman, but when it comes time, um, uh, a, a United States Marine Corps sharpshooter. Okay. He did shoot the guy in the face while he was driving, like straight out of Call of Duty, which I yeah, did but, appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then right away he didn't. But then right away, when he had superior position over a crashed vehicle, they shoot a few. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, that's my point. But that's the whole movie being what it is. Anyway, that's that made me so mad. But let's get into it a little bit. I love we're talking about the last ten minutes of the movie <laughs> before before we give the plot. <laughs> that's a bad thing. That's a real bad thing. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's, this movie We're a professional is you know. show. All right, Jim <laughs> Liam Neeson is Jim. He's a he's a guy who lives uh, along the southern border. He has a ranch. Okay, um, no no joke. For the first like three times I heard it, I thought they said his name was Jim Henson, the guy that created the Muppets. It's Jim Hansen. I thought I thought for sure like if they said Henson. I'm like, why is his name Jim Hansen? I don't understand. It. I I was so confused. Oh. I'm uh, he's, he's buried his wife uh, very close to his um, his ranch, and he cannot for some reason or another. He's his the bank is trying to repossess his his his, his ranch, but he is which also he, doesn't matter apparently. Well, so he, he's uh, he's in debt because of um, his wife's medical bills. He says at one point that that uh, Christine yeah. wiped him out. Me dry. Yeah, mm. doesn't he have like pension or something? I don't. That's why I don't get. It. It's like he's obviously been doing this forever. That's what I don't get. Is like the movie yeah. just says no, he doesn't Things have. It. Don't get explained they in this burn movie. Burn the house down and never go back to the ranch. So I don't think it's important. <laughs> I mean, it really isn't though. This is what I mean. This is. Didn't you expect him to have more guns? I really like, did. Significantly more. Yes. Like I thought he was going to open up his like armory. Yeah. Right. No. No. That's not what we did. <laughs> so. Um, so okay. So. Roger, why don't you? You're you're always the guy who starts us off with just give give us a ten second synopsis. Well, I mean, the real short version of the story is a couple of uh, uh, illegal immigrants cross the border, which his ranch border like literally butts up against the fence to uh, Mexico, and he ends up caught up in like a gang warfare shootout sort of thing. They're trying. She's not the mom's smuggling money out that her brother stole, which is also very convoluted to me. Um, Mom ends up. Mom ends up taking a bullet. You know, Liam ends up. Jim. Jim Henson, the Muppeteer, um, (laughs) ends up. You know, straight up blasting somebody away. 
which also <laughs> then he becomes a very poor shot again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, kills a guy, and you know they end up crossing the border. I love when they cross the border with the passport. That they <laughs> the little old lady, lady passport. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of winks at them. At yeah, the, at the guys guard. like go on through. Um, but I mean, they end up chasing yeah. him basically all the way across the country. Yeah. So that's the real short version of it. He's got an alcohol problem. You know, for a while he thinks the kid can't speak English, and he clearly can. You know, he calls a little kid. He calls this kid a little shit twice, and that did make me happy. Because <laughs> I don't know that that insult just brings joy to my heart for some reason. But th- this is just a weird movie, right? This movie should have been should have been titled The Marksman. It should have been titled something else, anything else besides The Marksman, because it's just because he used to be a marksman. But like you could just show that, right? You could just he had, show that he's a good shot. Well, but the, yeah, but, the, but the whole thing is he was in the in in the Marine Corps, and then you know they, well, they show he, that he's got a bronze star. Yeah, they show his star. Well, here's the thing: they never talk about how he got the bronze star. No one makes mention of it. All you hear is decorated Marine Corps. Yeah, that's it. Don't hear nothing else. I don't know. It, it, I mean, this movie should have been called Run Miguel Run. That's all it should have been called because that's all this is. Is just that it's, this it kid. doesn't. It's this movie. Here's what this movie is: it's it's a bunch of plot conveniences that help our heroes and it also helps the villain find them because there are so many things for instance there, when i don't want see this whole thing makes me so mad because i just i hold these movies to higher standards because i mean liam has kind of built his late career on these movies i mean quite literally started with taken i mean a very similar movie but it's just they can't it's almost just like yeah that that's fine marksman that's fine just shoot it green light marksman um no care of the script no because there are once they leave, once they start moving further and further east in the country, those guys never would have found them. Never. I don't care how long they've looked. I don't care. No. Do you, do you guys just did, did disagree with me? No. They're but, tracking his credit card. Well, That's no, the but then thing. he realizes that they must be tracking his credit card. Like, the problem I really have, an, uh, the thing I really have an issue with is when they find out they're heading north toward Chicago. Okay. Now, there wouldn't be a whole lot of ways you would take logistically to drive from where they're going to Chicago. So, I understand that. I've made this drive. So right. Yeah. yeah. So, right. I mean, you, there, there's only one or two real paths for you to take with any sensible urgency, right? So, when they find out, like, when he sees them, it immediately turns off. Wouldn't you just go the other way? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, like take the exit loop right back down the other side. I know I would. As soon as I think on the way, I put this trip off for about two weeks. No, as soon as I just go back to Arizona, <laughs> all the way back. As soon as they, as soon as they lose physical sight of your truck, you're 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 you're, you're, you're safe. You're gone. You're just gone. You know, it's just, that's what makes me so upset about this. Is also, he doesn't have a GPS. Or a cell phone. 2020. No, no cell phone whatsoever. Because and because they had to buy the map so the bad guys could find the map on the on the ground. I need an they, atlas. Here's one for free, sir. How about that yeah. in a gas station? <laughs> I need an atlas. I think there's a book over there on the bottom. There's no died. price on it. So yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about. about it. So, so let's talk about the 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 store clerk and the dog for one second. If, oh, wait, the dog actually pissed me off. Listen, you bring a dog in here and it dies. Listen, spoiler, the dog dies. <laughs> uh, you bring a dog in here and it dies, I'm going to be sad. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that is I don't understand. We've already, we already know those guys are bad. Why did they have to kill the dog? Like, I mean, are they Listen, trying to like, – I cared about that dog as much as Miguel. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, I cared about the dog more than anyone else in this movie. Um, even That's including Jim Henson. So, <laughs> Muppeteer. <laughs> that's what I – and I don't – there's something I don't understand, which is in the in the, in the beginning. Okay, let me just paint a picture. So 
first of all, the, the first 20 minutes of this movie is a big Chevy commercial. And like yeah. somehow some of those shots are framed with like the truck, his whatever that was, like right up in like the sunset. Colorado. Yeah, all the only thing, is. only thing that's like missing a rock, is like, baby. Yeah, like a rock. Like a guy singing like a rock. Um there let me just paint a picture for you. So he's patrolling the border and he's noticed there's a hole in the fence and a woman and a child, obviously very scared, obviously on the run for their lives. And then three men drive up in a black escalade and, and, and get out. They are they are tatted up, they have gold and silver teeth. And he wondered. They are, they are the epitome of what somebody thinks is Mexican cartel gangster. Yeah, right? exactly. They're like, we need some. Hey, I need a generic Halloween costume, Mexican cartel gangster. I got one. I got one. <laughs> Each one, dude. They are such stereotypical knockoffs. Yeah. But he and then he treats them as if they're just people driving in a car that could be separate from what's going on with the with the woman and the child. Like, no. I mean, that's my problem. It's like, what? Why would you not automatically assume these guys are out to do harm? I mean, that's what I don't like. That's another thing. I don't get it. He doesn't assume that right off the bat. I mean, can we just talk about how he took a kid from federal custody and they didn't even send the cops to find him? Straight kidnapped the kids. (laughs) Well, but all he has to do is an illegal immigrant. (laughs) He stole them from the feds. No one even came. Look, they're like, they'll bring him back. It's fine. I made the mother no, promise. That's a that's a crime. <laughs> like a big one. Yeah. Well, but I mean they 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 answer that question by him co- com- constantly talking to the woman who's in charge, but like she even says I can only I can only keep this quiet for so long. Well, I mean I want to bring up one logistical point here about that I made a promise to the mother. Okay, the kid's still an illegal immigrant. You can't just drop him off somewhere else. Like that's still illegal. Yeah. You'd be like, "No, he's home now." No, no, no. He he's from Mexico. <laughs> like he still didn't come here. You legally. still kidnapped him, sir. <laughs> you you still did, transported an illegal, undocumented immigrant all the way across the country, and no one came to look for you. No. Well, that's the thing. Also, is there's a number of scenes where the bad guys somehow somehow catch up to them, even though there's no way they could possibly know where where they stop. I mean, the 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 villains hassling the. The guy at the at the inn that they stop at the the motel. There's no. They're just driving and they're just no. Because here's the thing. He doesn't use a credit card. Do they just like here's a hunch? Let me just go kill this sales clerk. Like this guy would have any idea. Imagine being that guy. Be like, did you rent a, a hotel room tonight? Well, yeah, that's what I do every night. And they kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but all they had to do is see. This is this problem with films is like. Do you, do you remember like those Roger? Those old like. You remember like the Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. Like yeah, old, like I love old, that show. Do you remember when, like, he was running from a like when he was trying to get away from a train, he would just keep running down the tracks, not just step off the train tracks, but just keep running down the tracks when there's miles and miles of desert on both sides of him. You know, like that's kind of how I feel this movie is. Like the the script intentionally does not let our our two protagonists get away from the villains by just sheer stupidity. You're telling me this guy who used to hunt and track in Vietnam and somehow survived an awful, grueling war that killed a lot of, you know, USGIs, was unable to evade these these Mexican cartel in the I U.S.? I have a question. Why doesn't he just go rent a car? Exactly. Or a number of a dozen other things. Just, I don't get it. I do not understand how this... Why doesn't he ever get off the major highway? He does. Exactly. Backfires. Yeah. Dramatically. <laughs> Once. Uh, <laughs> Once. 
I can't, I just, I can't, there's so many, I mean, 25 red flags in my head by the time this movie was over, probably more than that. I want you guys to picture the scene where it opens up and he's firing his handgun, right? And he, and how he like teaches the boy how to shoot from it, you know, for that scene, which is a, just a terrible setup that you know is going to lead to something else later on in the movie. You're telling me him learning how to shoot and disarm a gun? Or unload a gun was a plot device? Oh my goodness. Man, yeah, right? no like, way. Painful. But the boy takes the gun and he shoots those those cans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? What the hell was he shooting at before? What What do you mean? I assume he knocked oh, the other what? cans off pretty yeah, He didn't hear anything. You, yeah. mean, you, mean, you mean Liam? What, what was Liam shooting at? Yeah. Shot through the same hole in the he's, can four consecutive times. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just like swoosh. Basketballs, <laughs> nothing but the bottom of the net, right through the hole. He's just out in Arkansas somewhere, just firing a handgun, just unloading a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And then, and then here you go, kid. He, he pops off one of those cans. Like, come on. I like, hate this movie. No, I mean, all you had to do was, was make the fence a little longer, and then you can just assume the, the empty fence was the cans he'd already knocked off. Sure. I, I get that. No. The, it's true. The fence, was, the fence was only as long as those three cans were able to sit on them. <laughs> only three folks. Yep. And then, I mean, let me ask you this, too. Let me ask you. And then I brought up the dog earlier. Was killing the dog even necessary in this movie? No. It's not necessary, but it's just to make you make sure you don't feel bad for whatever happens to these terrible cartel cost, Halloween costume characters. And like, have we learned nothing from? I mean, I didn't day? feel like I cared about them anyway. Just no, to don't. make sure. I mean, I did audibly cheer when he shot the guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> do we? I mean, do we, learn nothing, do we learn nothing from John Wick? You never kill dogs. You never. No, you dogs. don't. It's, it's unnecessary. <laughs> And I, unless you're trying to start a movie like that, I can understand him killing the dog in the beginning, you know, yeah. just to like show like, okay, this guy's, you know, he's the bad guy. I get it. But like more than halfway through when the, when the roles have already been established of who's what, what's the, what's the point of that? Except just to make him more hateable, which I don't get. And there's so many, like, like in, in, in the, 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 the whole choice thing in, in the end, I also didn't understand not that I didn't get it. I got it. But well, I, mean, I got it. Yeah. I, no, no, no. I got it, but I don't understand how the hell that made it into the final draft of the script. That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's an attempt at clever writing that this movie hasn't earned nor deserves. So it's just... But you would, you would have had to start that the 87 minutes before that, and they never... I mean, they bring it up once about choice. I never had a choice. Well, now you do. And then, like, they, are you kidding me? No, like, listen. They show they show our big bad guy appreciating the, the beauties of nature and flowers and and quaint towns along the way. You know what I mean? So on his refreshing they, trip through America. Yeah, you know, it, it's you know they try to set up this weird thing where like where you kind of feel sorry for this guy because he didn't have a choice. I don't know. This movie sucks. <laughs> No, okay, well, there's still, I mean, I, there's a lot more to talk about, but no, I mean, at, outside of Jim, I mean, let's talk about the whole border, them trying to cross at the, the border crossing at a place where Jim works and knows all of the police officers, knows all the border agents. He sees them and he doesn't go get someone. That's what I'm like, I'm like, okay, detain them for five minutes and check their passports. They're all fake. Send them back, you know, or detain them or, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't. I don't understand how this movie got greenlit with the script in the in the position that with the script in the in the the version that it's in. I don't understand it. There's I bet it's somebody just fulfilling contracts. Yeah, 
possible. Or it's, or it's Liam saying, "All right, you have you have a month and a half. Write something. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 available from from this date to this date, and then this is all they could come up with. Maybe I I, I don't know, but this is this is if if a film student turned this in for a final project, the professor would you know put his put his pointer finger on it and slide it back across the table and say, why don't you take another look at this? Why don't you take another, an, another pass at this thing? Um, so anyway, get back to the whole, did you guys like the, the whole, the, the dichotomy between the boy and Jim Henson? Um, I keep calling Jim. I think it's funny. Jim Henson. I thought that I also, I also thought that I also thought that Roger too. Um, I mean that whole thing with, I mean, are they friends? Aren't they friends? You know, why is it to be such a dick? Why does he have to say those things? And then why do they have to burn a hundred thousand dollars or however much was in that bag? Yeah, right. It, it, that, that's that's just terrible. Especially when the yeah. when the guys following you are tracking your credit card charges and you have a bag of a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. What in the world of U.S. money? It's not like it's Mexican money or like money they can't spend on this side of the border, but it's U.S. dollars. Seems like it's a Poor, poor decision made by poorly written characters in a poorly written script. Weird. But I enjoyed the movie. Isn't that weird? Oh God. I yeah, just, I didn't I, enjoy I, it. Yeah, I, no, it's just so bad. I mean, it's bad, but I mean, I this, this, this is. I'm checking my watch. <laughs> you know, going. Oh, it's got like 40 more minutes. Yeah, this movie feels like it's two and a half hours long. And I don't think so. I mean, but I, it's, I mean, but it's, it's super it's short. Long. It's, it's an not hour. Cute. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's an hour and forty-eight minutes. It's like an hour and forty-five. Yeah, oh, it felt like two and a half. <laughs> it's more. It's more than ninety. Yeah. So, um, what about you guys? Give me some things you guys really didn't like. Because I, I have a list of about a dozen more things. <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's. Okay, there's okay, let me just point out something else. I mean, my real issue, and you know, I know we joked about it at first. It was we understand he's a marksman. Okay, he can shoot. Blah blah blah. He can only shoot when it's important. You know, like there are parts in the very beginning. If once they started firing, like he should have been like ping, ping, ping. Like, this should be four dead bodies. Yeah. I don't want to say he needs to go four for four, but he shouldn't go one for fifteen. You know, because like, when you when you look at something like this. And you and I tell myself, okay, what the movie's going to do is set up obstacles, to which means telling me that this guy, the marksman, who the name is aptly named for, and who has spent years in the U.S. military and years on border patrol with the rifle and is good with it, the movie's going to have to keep putting him in situations where he doesn't have distance, like a, a flat distance between him and his pursuers, only because he'd kill him. And the movie never did that. Matter of fact, it did the opposite. It put it put him exactly in that situation. And then he just runs every time. And I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. So one thing I really didn't like is that I don't like it when I can like, I can like map out piece by piece what's about to happen in a movie. I hate, <laughs> I hate when movies are that, that predictable. Paint by numbers, baby. And the last scene is so, you see the, every, you see the whole last big climax happening long before it happens. You know that he's going to pick off his henchmen one by one. You know that that's gonna end up being our big bad guy, you know, you know, versus our, our hero. You know the kid's gonna get in the middle of the situation somehow. You know the kid's gonna be the one that actually does something that, that turns the tide. It's just it's such a predictable set of things that are gonna happen and they do right in front of you. And as There's soon as no, they as soon as they taught the kid to shoot, I go, Oh no, the road to perdition moment is coming. <laughs> they're gonna borrow from an award winning a, a, a meteoric 10 movie they're going to borrow a scene from, and they did. I mean, they, they absolutely did. 
Yeah, um, it's just it, it's just tough to watch that kind of stuff because it's like I, I'm already bored in your movie, and you're gonna just telegraph the entirety of your of your big climactic scene. It sucks. <laughs> here's the thing: I wasn't bored. I mean, maybe it's because I just like Liam and I like to hear him talk. Maybe that's why I wasn't bored. But I mean, even his speech <sighs> stiff. Well, I mean, he he's not the cool, comfortable Liam in most of this movie, right? Yeah. Like, what was the last one we just watched with him? The Honest Thief. Honest Thief. All right, he's a, that version of Liam is such a better version because, like, he's smart and calculated and knows what's going to happen. In this movie, he's like all strung out, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know. It just feels weird and so wrong. Th- so that so that would be I think a better hit if. Liam didn't seem like the same character in every movie. So, like, you're expecting a certain, you know, like, you're expecting the Taken Liam or the Honest Thief Liam. You're not expecting this guy that doesn't understand, you know, doesn't have it all together for this or isn't in the the best situations and calculated because... because you're so he, used to him as other characters yeah, he, being he, fine with this. Well, it's, it's not just that. He just seems like the same character in all these movies, just with different names. Well, see, I, I kind of, I kind of, as a matter of fact... Every movie since Taken, after the Taken Two, Taken Two and Taken Three, I thought when they started to do like what the the unknown we talked about earlier, um, there's three or four more within those five years that I I would have been okay with him with his name being Brian Mills every time the guy from Taken <laughs> and with the same military background with the same set of skills I'd have been okay with that if every movie he's in he's Brian Mills. Now tell me, just, just think about that for a second. Think about that. Is is that too terrible of a like as far as like a legacy of movies? Is that is that it's too silly of an idea? No, that, but you know what that makes me think of the Seth. clip I showed you of Seth MacFarlane doing Kermit the Frog, doing the <laughs> Taken speech. I find that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> what I do have. <laughs> yeah, funny funny about. About. There's a clip of uh, Seth MacFarlane doing Kermit the Frog, doing the speech from Taken, yeah. and it's out there on the internet, people, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. It is, it is quite funny. As a matter of fact, that that what four minute clip is probably better than this entire movie. No, oh, yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, all right. So, do you think we should move to score this, or I've, I feel kind of? Bad I mean, do you want to talk about it? I mean, honestly, this movie's kind of a disaster. Well, okay, okay. Let, let me. Okay. Last thing I want to, I want to discuss in in the end does he he okay well a character in the end. Do you think after he's done a good thing on the bus, he that's his way of he's saying dead. I mean, he, he wouldn't be the first person to die on a Chicago bus. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely want you to know that he dies. Yeah, that's that that was that was my takeaway from it too. That he's finally yeah. done a he's finally done a good thing worth doing. And I mean he doesn't have a ranch to go back to, his wife is dead. Yep. Um, yeah, that was kind of but again, they didn't set it, they didn't the movie didn't earn that last 10 seconds which is what bothers me is because it was actually the last 10 seconds was, was kind of fitting and you know kind of like where his character was going anyway and i was kind of okay mm-hmm. with it but the movie hadn't earned it which is what i was most mad about well you didn't feel like a it, it didn't turn into an oof moment or a you know ah you know like you know this, this is what this is what should happen it was just kind of like uh okay because like you said there's no there's no investment in this movie. This movie doesn't do a good job of making you care because the movie doesn't care. I mean, that's not too terrible of a thing to say. I mean, too terribly in- inaccurate. You're right about that. If if the movie doesn't care about it, why should like 
you know what I mean? Like that's a good statement, Chris. If the movie doesn't care what about what it's doing, why should you, as an audience member, paying ten dollars? I mean, in in, in, a, in a perfect world, paying you know upwards of ten, fifteen, twenty dollars to watch this in the theater, why yeah. should you care? That's a that's, that's a very good point, actually. Very good point, Roger. What you you want to give any closing remarks before we start scoring it? No, I mean I think we beat it up enough, right? I, I can't look at any real individual Leave part of this alone. movie. Well, I mean, I can't look at any real individual part of this movie and be like, well, I like this, or this is a redeeming factor. No, nah, it's just kind of compoundingly bad. <laughs> like, you think it would be better, and it's not. And it's, listen, it's okay, movies are bad all the time. We, you know, we just yeah. talked about another one. It's just, when I've seen this formula from especially a Liam Neeson movie, like, it's surprisingly bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and obviously Liam Neeson has made movies that aren't so great before. But after, like, in his post-Taken career, okay, where he's made, what, probably 20 of these type of movies now? Something close to that, right? Okay. Like, there are some movies in there that are very interesting. Some are kind of just bland. This one is just bad. Yeah. It's just one that just doesn't work. Like, Honest Thief, movie we just talked about, just watched fairly recently, is a significantly better movie. I than didn't this. like that movie. No, but it's better and than that this. one. Is a fun, is yeah. a much funner ride than this movie. Well, let's, yeah. let's, I mean, let's, it's not even good. It's just way better than this. <laughs> so, but then, then I think of the other movie that comes out of my mind that's very Taken esque. The movie where he's a snowplow driver in Cold Pursuit, which <laughs> yeah. I think that movie is awesome. Yeah, like yeah. it's funny. It's violent. <laughs> like it's so good. And this one is just. So bad. Well, okay. So there's there's Taken, uh, then there's oh, just pull his just pull his filmography. You know, I am, I am. I can, okay. So there's there's Taken. There's three Takens. There's three Takens. Oh, I forgot about A Team. He's Hannibal. Like that's actually not bad either. Yeah, yeah I was okay with that. That movie's um, really not good though. Yeah, we're, just, we're just talking about movies that are. But you know, it's not because he's not good. Right. Well, I mean, okay. So unknown, The Gray. I actually really like. Okay, The, the Gray's movie. fine. The gray when he's uh, you know the wolves. The wolves yeah yeah take and then taken to so from from two thousand eight to two to, so from taken to taken two holy mother let me just one two three twenty credits in between taken and taken two god damn Liam I know in between two movies yeah well, I mean, he had he had a bunch of like I mean he was you know Dark Knight or Dark Knight yeah. Rises Dark Knight um. You know, unknown. I mean, there, there's there's two Narnia movies in there. The A Team. There's two Clash of the Titan movies in there. I did um, voices for that stuff too. I forgot yeah, about that. I mean, and also Fallout Three, the video game. Um, there's a, there's two Batman games. He's a voice for. So these are just random credits. But so oh, we forgot about Nonstop. Do you remember? Um, oh, the with the uh, yeah, and the play, the the flight he shouldn't have taken. Hey oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then no, I loved Anchorman too when he just shows up and just. Billy Jack's one of the guys in the face and then leaves the movie. That's What's cool. the other when he's in Ted 2? Yeah. He's, oh, when yeah. he's like, are these strictly four children? <laughs> he's talking about the tricks. <laughs> then he returns them later. <laughs> yes. Taken 3 and then, I mean, um, uh, Ted 2. What was that movie he was in? He was the... Um, oh, Once Upon... No, um, that funny movie, Seth MacFarlane did it about, oh, A Million Ways to Die in the West. He was the movie's in terrible. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, the narrator. No, he's in it, yeah. He was a narrator in Huntsman Winter's War. Um, I mean, he's done, there's just, he has so many of these credits. Um, yeah, oh, you know, Cold Pursuit. Oh, he was, was in Widows. Like, he was in Widows. Remember, was he, the, he was the bad guy in Widows, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he's the guy that faked his own death. Yeah, that, was, that was like a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. You know, Run All Night. Oh, there's another one, Run, Run All Night. He was the guy. What was the other one? The commuter where he's the, on a yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they got, so the marksman, the honest thief. They got one coming out, the ice road. Um, you know, I mean, look, as, I'm sure he's making decent money on all these movies, though. Like, I'm sure he's making, you know, three to five at least, if not more. I mean, think about it. You know, Liam, he's going to come in there. You know what you're going to get from him. He's going to fire off some of these small movies, get at least $5 million, and move along. Exactly. And listen, he don't care. He just keep pumping them out. I mean, but this is the first time I looked at the movie and be like, damn, he looked old. Yeah. He looks, I mean, obviously, he's set to look older in this movie, but I mean, he's almost 70 now. Yeah, I mean, he had the staggy man boobs and everything. It was really weird. Only, only I recognize that though. I'm, I promise you, only I recognize. Mm. That. <laughs> so, mm. like, making it weird, huh? Making it weird. Mm. But I mean, overall, I just didn't. Yeah, that's it. what I thought. You made it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I just this movie is not great. Mm. All right, so let's score it then. What? Are, how? How are we going to score this? Let me go first again. I'm ashamed to give it the score I'm going to give it. But oh, yo, you're going first then. <laughs> I'm giving this movie a two point five. Ooh, man! Wow. All right. I was so dis- I I like this Okay, give me, give me a second. That's funny. Dang. I, well, no. I, again, I'm trying to. I can. I can love a bad movie, but I have to recognize that it's bad. But I mean, I think this movie all it deserves the two point five. I really do. So I mean, you, you, feel, like it, you feel like it earned that two and a half? <laughs> I think it earned the last point five, and that's me being generous. <laughs> Yikes! All right. Well, so I'll, I'll go next. So, like, I have to say, so if someone. I don't know. Someone asks if they see this movie, and I'm. It's like you know, if you're not a Liam fan, don't see this movie. If you're a Liam fan, don't see this movie. It's not good. It's. It, I'm giving it a three. Yeah, I'm surprised you went as low as you did, Grayson. Um, because honestly, this movie's just a three for me. You know, we talked all this bad stuff about outside the wire, and this movie's just worse. <laughs> um, but I mean, the the thing with it is. I expected better. And man, listen, I, I kind of – I make it a point to say I don't expect anything from movies anymore. But when I have like this setup and it's a Liam movie, I expect it to be – obviously not every movie is going to be you know 2008 Taken. I get it. That was a big deal. But it can be better than this. Maybe a little bit funner of a ride, right? I mean I want to go the opposite. I can say, Roger, I, mean, I expect – really entertaining is all I'm looking for. I expect all these Liam movies to be a, a minimum of a five. That's what I expect. I mean, that's, I'm, that's not asking a lot. A five out of a ten scale. That's an F in school. Yeah. You know, no. you know it's just like, that's just, I, I don't expect anything. But man, this movie is just. It's bad. It's just bad. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just disappointed, really. But I mean, I still enjoyed it. I like Liam talking. I like to hear his voice. I like to watch him, you know. He doesn't even have any good, like, speeches in this movie. Nope. He doesn't have any like riffs where he talks for ten minutes and mesmerizes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely could have when he talked about his his uh what the the medal he won. He could yeah. have done that. Could have done all that. Yeah, yeah I mean, they could have been there. There, there. there was a better movie here, and we didn't get anything close to it. No, yeah. we didn't. We so. we got a one hundred percent formulaic by the numbers. Let's get this done as soon as yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, you got an eight and a half out of thirty. Congrats. <laughs> that's, that's what you got. Good. That's a that's still a failing grade. 
Oh man, I'm so disappointed what I was gonna give that. I was so I was so like worried that you guys were gonna give it like fives and sixes. I'm like I was gonna be the odd man. No, in what world does this movie get a five or a six? No world. Who's gonna give it a five or a six out of these three? It's gonna be you. So <laughs> I'm just so disappointed. But all right, this has been episode 210 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice and following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page. Always posting things there. And check out our show on YouTube. Watch a couple of those. They're pretty funny. I still get messages from people who just stumbled upon it and found it and are really telling us they really enjoyed some of those. And apparently some people out there are still really enjoying the the race car. What's the how to racing train? I guess that, that that one still gets like like tons of hits each week. That was almost like, two years ago. More than that, wasn't it? Uh, was it two years ago? Okay, something yeah, like that. Yeah. All right, send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail And next week we're going to be taking a look at On the Rocks. There's, that's an Apple TV um, exclusive film, and One Night in Miami, an Amazon movie that's doing quite well in ratings. So. All right, you guys want to, Rod, you want to say anything? You want to make it weird? No, I don't.